Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm Angela Donatio, and each week I share compelling conversations with leading voices. They encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together we'll make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome to the very first Moments That Matter episode. It is January and I wanted to be able to take the end of each month, do a little recap, talk about the episodes, some moments I loved, and take you behind the scenes of my crazy life. So we're going to talk about ministry, adventures, things that are going on, and things I'm loving and insights that God has been downloading. So in this episode, January is all about having courageous instead of contentious conversations. It's about celebrating progress over perfection. And it's about vibrating challenges and my favorite life hack. So short episodes are gonna take you through some moments that matter. You know, life is is pretty adventurous and eventful at times. And if it's anything like me, sometimes we just miss the moments that are tugging on our arm to take notice. God speaking to us in ways that we don't always really understand or even sense at the time. So I want us to all be just more aware, I guess, of the moments that really matter and to let go of the things that don't matter. And uh, one way we can do that is to just be observant and just to stop and pause and reflect. And so this is kind of a reflection moment of the month. Maybe you started with some strong intentions, a brand new year. Maybe the year already has not been what you expected, or maybe it's been even better than you expected. Whatever you're finding this far into 2024 or whenever you're listening, you always have the opportunity to stop and to push pause to reassess, reevaluate, and see what, if any, adjustments you want to make because this is the one life we get that God has given us and we want to make it matter. So this month on the podcast, I have sat down with some pretty extraordinary men and women. Stephanie Roussel was on. She is a former atheist and now is uh, just going after God in so many powerful ways. Gospel Spice, we talked about moving from atheism to faith in her own life and the way that the influence of others shaped her path and her journey and community, the value of community. So if you haven't listened to her episode, I really encourage you to go back and listen. Such a needed conversation and recognizing shifts that are happening in our life, recognizing where God is, trusting God and trusting his goodness in our life and letting go sometimes of having to be in control of everything. And isn't that a gift to know that you don't have to be in control of everything, that God wants to be in control? That is a gift that we get to embrace. She also encourages us in this idea of having courageous conversations. Sometimes we need to have conversations that are are difficult, that are prayer-filled, but that doesn't mean that we don't have them. And we can have conversations that are rich with love, with insight, with wisdom, with even correction at times, and they don't have to be contentious. And in a political year, yeah, in an election year, we need the help, we need the reminder. And that kind of led me to my conversation with Bobby Albert. And we talked about really there the, you know, just this misnomer sometimes that we have even in the United States, if you're listening here in America, You know, we have freedom, we have rights. It's all about our rights and our freedom. And freedom is such a gift. 
But freedom without responsibility is anarchy and it's slavery. And so he's written a really insightful book that talks about this freedom paradox. And he himself is a recovering perfectionist. And so we leaned into this aspect of embracing progress over perfection. Uh, it takes one to know one. I spent many years of my life as a perfectionist and there's nothing wrong with excellence. God desires excellence in our life, but when we're looking for perfection, then we're longing for what we were created for, which is heaven. And that will happen one day. We will have this perfection that we so deeply long for, but we live in what a lot of theologians and scholars refer to as the already and not yet. That's this tension that we hold. And so if you're you know, resonating, that's resonating with you and you recognize a little bit of this perfectionism, that can be kind of crippling, hard on yourself, hard on others, a loud inner critic, which I've had the majority of my life. And it has been something that I continuously surrendered to the Lord and been dependent on him to remind me that I am deeply loved by God. It's his love that changes that narrative in our lives. And the Bible says that, that his love is what casts out fear. And of course, we, we need to live in faith. And faith is the driving force of our life. And faith is, is another way of saying faith in a, is a relationship with Jesus Christ. We don't have faith in faith. We have faith in who Jesus is, what he's done for us, and that he's the same God yesterday and today and forever. But I find it interesting in 1 John and several places that it says that his love is what casts out fear. Yes, faith gives us victory to keep living a victorious life, but when we know that we are deeply loved, it changes the way that we embrace life, embrace challenges, adversity, and, um, and living with this posture of progress over perfection. So maybe even here at the beginning of the year, maybe the, the year isn't going the way that you expected and you're struggling with maybe not making the progress that you were hoping or the perfection that you were uh, idealizing at the end of this first month. Sometimes we set our expectations a little bit too high. Can I just encourage you to be gentle with yourself and to embrace progress? over perfection and find something to celebrate. Find an area of your life that you're like, you know what, I've made real progress in my personal life or my relationships or my health or my walk with the Lord or whatever it might be. Take time to celebrate. Speaking of celebration, January is Sanctity of Life Month. And so it is my joy and honor to serve as the chair of the board and the pro-life organization in our community. And we envision a community where everyone has the opportunity to choose life. And so for Sanctity of Life Month, I wanted to bring a conversation that didn't just give you a list of statistics or more uh, legal aspects of Roe v. Wade and all the ramifications. I wanted you to hear a true story from a mother and a son, and it was Nori and Christian, and it was such a powerful episode. And in this episode, they talked about the, the uncommon courage that Noree demonstrated when she found herself pregnant by rape on a college campus and chose to have her son give him up for adoption. And then they reconnected many years later. I'm telling you, it is an episode you will never forget. And whether you yourself have walked through the trauma of abortion or you're facing maybe even now a pregnancy that you didn't expect, or that you know someone, loves someone, who this has been their story, can I just encourage you to listen to this conversation? It's tender, it's grace-filled, 
it's filled with hope and restoration and redemption and i promise you it is going to be so encouraging to you well i also promised you short episodes so i'm not going to take too long here but i want to tell you a few things that i'm loving right here at the beginning of this year and one of my favorite life hacks speaking of progress over perfection so if you don't follow me on social media i want to encourage you to follow me on instagram um, at Angela Donatio, and then follow me on Facebook. And one of the things that I want to be doing this year that I have not done before is get on some Instagram lives. And so believe it or not, I had my first Instagram live about a week ago, and I am intentionally going to be sitting down with men and women who I've already hosted here right on the Make Life Matter podcast. And maybe they have a new book or a new development in their life or something I'm just loving that I want to talk about. And, and yet there's so many guests that I still have yet to have here on the, on the podcast, so many coming your way, that I needed to find other outlets of ways to bring you compelling conversations with leading voices. And so that's happening over on social media. So make sure that you follow me on Instagram, on Facebook. And this month I sat down with Mary DeMuth and she just released, guys, she has released 49 books. 49 books, isn't that wow wow that's a lot if you're an author you get that's like if you are only 50 years of age that's i mean you had to be starting when you're zero but honestly that's a book a year that is hard for anyone i don't care who you are and so um she's just so highly respected and her latest book is the 90 day bible reading challenge reading through the entire bible in 90 days i know so, you know, I'm in graduate school. If you guys don't know that, I'm enrolled at the Summits of God Theological Seminary. I'm getting a Master's of Leadership in Ministry, and this is my last semester. So I am just, you know, immersing myself in hermeneutics, which is exegetical study of the Bible verse by verse and original languages and what did it mean and context and anything and everything this semester. And big fancy words that basically mean studying the Bible knowing uh, what it means and how to preach it. So sometimes I'm just so um, tunnel vision, you know, on a handful of verses and picking it apart and, and really deep diving that this has been a very different discipline. The 90 Day Bible Reading Challenge is all about what's called um, brisk reading, which, as opposed to close reading, which is what I was just describing. And close reading is what you want to do when you're studying a passage. You want to know the big picture of who it's being written to, what's being written, who the author is, what's happening at that time and that place, because these are books written to original audiences. And so in order to understand the principles that apply to our lives today and how to interpret them accurately, we need to know what it meant in the original context and then understand the principles that God wants us to apply to our lives today. And I know sometimes that can be tricky, it can be challenging. That's why I wanna encourage you to become not only a reader of the Bible, but a studier of the Bible. And this challenge has been so different. Instead of close reading and going verse by verse, which we need to do and we have to do, I wanted to try something different at the top of this year, and that is to read the Bible through in 90 days and what's called brisk reading, really reading for the grand narrative or the overall story of what the Bible tells and shares. And the very first day I had to resist the urge to like stop, you know, every 
two minutes and write something down and study that word and cross-reference and if, if you're a bible nerd like me you get it and just listen i listen to it on dwell i'm not promoting dwell i don't have any kind of relationship with dwell it is a paid app but i love dwell and you can listen to the bible in your choice of translation i love the niv and then you can choose your voice that you're listening to as well so I listen on dwell and then while you're listening, you can choose to have it scrolling at the same time so you can be reading simultaneously. So I can listen in my car, I can listen while I'm getting ready. And Mary actually encourages us, don't use a Bible that's like so heavy study Bible, which is what I typically read out of because you almost want a text only just to keep reading and reading it like a story, reading it like a novel. And the Lord will highlight things. The Holy Spirit will highlight and you might want to jot a few things down. But the idea is to keep moving. And if you have never read the Bible all the way through, what a tremendous opportunity. So you can actually go to marydemuth.com and you can sign up and you can receive every day in her in your inbox ways to stay on track with them. I have the 90 day, 90 day challenge book and she has a guide for every day that you're reading. It's about 15 to 20 chapters a day, sometimes a little more, and you can probably anticipate 45 minutes to an hour. So that kind of coincides with another discipline that I'm doing this month, spiritual formation discipline, I guess, to use kind of a fancier term. And that is uh, our church, River of Life, where my husband and I pastor are in our 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're just about to come up on the end of our corporate fast, even though the Bible encourages fasting as a consistent discipline. It doesn't say if you fast, but when you fast. And so for me, uh, it's a combination of fasting things and fasting food and I'm not completely fasting because if you know my story, you know that I've had extensive health journey and uh, am, am missing some organs, internal organs, uh, including about half of my intestines from having survived superior mesenteric artery syndrome. So sometimes a straight up fast can wreak real havoc on my body and even the Daniel fast, which is what my husband loves to do. But I can find other ways to fast that are um, not only kind to my body, which has been through quite a lot, but also God honoring. And so this time I'm fasting all meat. And so that has been a really interesting um, challenge. And I'm fasting sleep in the sense that I'm getting up an hour earlier than I typically do to do my 90 day challenge Bible reading. Because what I'm finding guys is if I don't do it in the morning, it just doesn't happen. And maybe you can relate to that. It's sometimes just, just hard to get, especially 45 minutes or an hour. I mean, we're not just gonna find that in our day. And if you have an extra hour, you need to message me on Instagram and tell me how you found that hour. Because I live, I lead a really full life. I love ministry. My husband and I are in full-time ministry and I'm in grad school and I have two grown young adult kids. So, um, you know, as we all do, it's a full life. So if we just sit around and wait until things are perfect, we're, ne we're never gonna approach something like a 90 day Bible challenge. And again, it's progress over perfection. So I've missed a couple of days and that's okay. You just pick up where you are. You don't beat yourself up. You keep moving forward. I would encourage you to grab a buddy or do it in community. She's got a Facebook group. Like I said, you can have it in your inbox. Again, community helps us to keep moving forward and to tune out that voice, not only of our own critic, but of the enemy 
when he tells us we're not going to be able to do this. You don't have to understand everything you're hearing or reading. Just keep reading. Read it for the for the entire narrative of the Bible and just watch what it's going to do in your life because the Bible is living and active and it is the word of God still to us today, relevant for our lives today. So I want to encourage you to take the 90 day Bible challenge and, uh, and it says change, uh, Let's see, read the Bible in 90, read the whole Bible, change your whole life. That's the tagline. I don't have it in front of me. But read the whole Bible, change your whole life, and I promise you, or read the entire Bible, change your entire life. It's one of those two subtitles, and, and it's living up to the challenge. I'm telling you, it, it will deeply impact you. And whatever way you choose to read the Bible, the point is read it. My tagline for my entire life in ministry is to ground your worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. And the world is loud. So guys, we have to counter that with the narrative of the word. What is the word saying to us and for us? And it's not so much that we read the Bible, but the Bible reads us. It's a little bit of both when we sit down to read the Bible and to say, Holy Spirit, would you speak to me through the word of God? He will meet you in that place, I promise. Um, I want to tell you about a couple of things that are going on so that you can be a part if you'd like to be and uh, give you an exciting announcement that I'm so excited to share. First of all, I just finished being a part of the Unstick Your Mind Summit uh, with Dr. Sondra Dalton-Smith, Mamika Cooney, Rebecca George, several amazing women that I've had right here on the podcast. And so if you missed that, there's still time for you to go check that out and be a part of that summit. And I'll put the link right here in my show notes. Also, I will be speaking with my dad at Synergize, a conference for pastors and leaders in Orlando, Florida in February. And if you're local to Orlando, I would love to see you and uh, have you be a part of that. If you're a leader in the area, I'll put the links to Synergize as well. There's still room for you to be able to register and be a part of it. My dad and I are going to be sharing a breakout session together on leading across generational lines. He and I released a book together about a year ago, Brave Enough to Believe, How the Life of Doubting Thomas Answers Our Hard Questions. And the exciting news I wanted to share is, guys, it was just released in Spanish. Can you believe it? So yesterday we did the kickoff party at our Hispanic church, River of Life, and uh, 1.30 in the afternoon, I shared and Lorna, our dear translator, translated for me. And it was such a gift. We were able to gift books to one for every family that came due to the generosity of donors. And uh, some exciting things are the, in the works that I'll tell you about in coming months. But right now, you can go ahead and go to AngelaDenadio.com. You can order a copy of it in Spanish and have it sent to you. It's also available on Amazon, Christian Books for pre-order and it will be released on February 6th and shipped out to you. But if you want it autographed, go to AngelaDenadio.com. There's a leader's guide in the back of the book. So if you host a small group or a church, uh, we would love for you to be able to use that. And I just pray it's such an encouraging resource to you. All right, and finally, my favorite life hack that I'm loving at the moment. So. Um, back to progress over perfection, I tend to obsess about things when it's not done or the perfectionist in me wants to just finish every single detail. Um, and that can be exhausting. And especially if you have multiple irons in the fire or as I refer to myself, 
you are multi-passionate, then that is not the easiest thing to do. So a phrase that I'm adapting this year is close the loop. And what I mean by that is if I'm working on something, I'm going to finish that particular project or at least that aspect of a project. And then I'm going to move on to the next thing that I need to be doing. And it might seem like a simple thing, but guys, our culture kind of prides itself on multitasking. It, um, it touts it that you can do multiple things at a time. And to be honest, science proves um, that our brain is just not, God did not design our brains that way. We're actually far more effective if we will just single task, do one thing at a time. Now I do believe in habit stacking. And if you listen to my episode with Mark Batterson in his book on Win the Day a couple of years ago, he talks about habit stacking in his book. And that is stacking activities at the same time for consistency and especially when you're trying to develop a new habit and uh, statistics prove it takes about 21 days to develop a new habit so of course the 90-day bible reading gets you well over that 21 day um, hurdle and so now it's also become a part of your daily life which is of course what we want in the long run but habit stacking like let's say you have your morning coffee you do that with your bible reading that's habit stacking that's different than multitasking all right multitasking is trying to be on the phone and do something on paper and take care of something with your son next to you and fix dinner like it's so taxing on your brain so if you can just do one thing at a time and then if there's some loose ends write those down close that loop that's what i'm calling this close the loop and then move into the next thing Rather than another way of thinking it is if you have a computer and you have a bunch of tabs open, it can be very hard on your brain. One of the things, um, I host a retreat for Christian female uh, professional authors and speakers and podcast hosts, communicators. And Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith was at our first retreat and she talked about just this danger on your brain and needing a rest. Her book, Sacred Rest, is such a great book. Guys, I cannot recommend it enough. And I am in, always in constant need of sensory rest as a creative, um, just auditory rest. Sometimes I just need silence and quiet. And so I would just encourage you, another part of that is really closing the tabs, <clears throat> the tabs that we tend to keep open in our brain, just like you would on a computer. It's just not healthy for us. So if you're finding yourself mentally fatigued, maybe a little bit irritable or feeling kind of frenetic or did I finish that? I use a planner. I use Purposeful, Purposeful Planner by Corey Clark. Love it. Of course, I also use my calendar app. I use all the things because it takes all the things to keep me organized. But I can still overtax my life, overschedule my life, overtax my brain. And so remembering that progress is greater than perfection, close those loops, let it go, do what you can for the day, move on, move on to what else needs to happen in your day and in your life. Celebrate the progress that you made. Be kind to yourself and know that God is with you and he is guiding you in all that you are doing. And so we release all of it to him. So I pray this has been encouragement for you guys. Moments that matter. Stop and notice the moments. So here's what I'll leave you with a couple of questions. Where do maybe you need to have a courageous conversation? And I don't mean contentious, I mean courageous. Maybe it's to talk about boundaries. Maybe it's to um, move the ball down the field in a relationship. 
Maybe it's to close the loop on something that's kind of hanging over your head or giving you anxiety or keeping you up at night. Can I just encourage you, listen to the conversations this month and lean into ways that we can have these courageous conversations and contentious. You do not have to agree with someone to honor them. You can honor someone and not agree with everything. Uh, you do not have to affirm everything in order to honor and to be gracious and be kind. Second, where can you celebrate progress over perfection? Where is maybe that inner critic being too hard? Where are expectations maybe too high? Where do you need to stop and throw some confetti and say, I'm just going to celebrate progress. Maybe you want to throw some confetti in someone else's direction. Celebrate someone else in your life. And then a couple of my favorite life hacks. Where can we accept a challenge in reading our Bible? Because nothing is going to help you make life matter more than grounding your worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. So personally, I'm going through the 90 day Bible reading challenge by Mary DeMuth. You can watch my live interview with her. It's posted on both my Facebook, my personal and my public page on Facebook and Instagram. Love for you to follow me on social media. You get to see a lot more behind the scenes, get to see pictures and videos from Sunday's launch with Brave Enough to Believe, now available in Spanish. You can find that anywhere that you find books. I will send you the links here for the Unstick Your Mind Summit in case you didn't get a chance to be a part of that. And if you are in Florida, I would love to see you and synergize. Speaking of celebration, I'm staying a couple of extra days and celebrating with my sisters and they're coming in town and we are going to Disney World together. So it's going to be super fun. And then finally, that life hack for the month, close the loop. Don't leave a bunch of open tabs open in your life or your brain because it's not healthy for you and you will, you will just be more relaxed, more at peace, and stay on God's pace. If you do one thing at a time, let God dictate your life and your pace, and you'll also be much more aware of moments that truly matter. Pausing to celebrate, pausing to savor, pausing to spend time with your family and be fully present rather than doing multiple things. Uh, and that, that's going to be a blessing not only to you, but to those that you love. Speaking of love, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you for tuning in, listening for these conversations with leading voices. And I've just wanted a chance to connect with you once a month, just me to you. So I'd love to hear your comments and, uh, you know, subscribe, leave a comment, share it with your friends. Have a great rest of your month, guys, or whenever you're listening, know that you are truly loved. His love cast out fear. Live in that love. And that is the way that we will truly make our lives matter. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at AngelaDenadio.com, Facebook at AngelaDenadioVOV, and Instagram at AngelaDenadio. Until next week, let's make life matter.